0: Metamodernism is back with Part 4, the final chapter in our Best Music of the Year blowout episode. This is one of my favorite vaporwave tracks of the year, a song called Lights by Cosmic Cycler. Was Lights by Cosmic Cycler off of the album Lights. Thanks for tuning in to part four as we wrap up our Best Music of the Year episode. If you haven't already checked out parts one through three, feel free to go back and do so. We will be picking up where part three left off in late fall of 2020. Reigning indie goofball king Mac DeMarco has made quite a name for himself as a larger than life indie rock star, but behind the goofy facade, Mac has a serious knack for songwriting and studio production. His 2019 album, Here Comes the Cowboy, was perhaps his most stripped down and bare set of songs to date, but still had some signature Mac moments. In what has become a tradition with every recent studio release, Mac peeled back the studio curtain by giving us demos from the Here Comes the Cowboy sessions. As welcome as these demos are, True, Mac Demarco stands. No, it's the other set of demos that often yield the most interesting sounds, as was the case with the album. Other here comes the Cowboy demos, released exclusively for Record Store Day. This is a short ditty called Amp Rental. <laughs> was amp rental by mac demarco off of his other here comes the cowboy demos baltimore-based future islands have blown up in recent years with their breakthrough album singles and their memorable network television debut on the late show with david letterman their slick 80s new wave indebted music combined with samuel t herring's distinct vocals and energetic dance moves has garnered them millions of hits on youtube and other platforms In October of this year, they released their sixth album called As Long As You Are. I'll be playing the second track from that album, a song called For Sure. for sure by Future Islands off of their album As Long As You Are. The Mountain Goats have been together for nearly 30 years, and in that time, they've remained one of indie's most consistently solid bands. John Darnell's thoughtful lyrics, distinct vocals, and well-crafted songs have anchored the band across nearly 20 studio albums. They had a busy year in 2020, releasing four hours of new music across two studio albums and a set of live sessions recorded at Jordan Lake. While their Twitter account was a fountain of thoughtful socio political commentary. Their first album of 2020, released this April, Songs for Pierre Chauvin, was recorded entirely on a boombox, giving it a distinctively lo fi sound. It was followed up in October with an album called Getting Into Knives, which was a full bodied studio effort. This is my favorite track from Getting Into Knives, a song called Pez Dorado.
1: Goes from a nursery rhyme. Hiding plain sight all this time. Here you come splashing in your summer clothes. You and your pale pink toes. Just there shadow falls There we follow one and all Can't resist the creeping dark Ready to make our mark Little red surface of the water testing the Felt when you found us here, here where the waters run crystal clear. One sunny on day in your summer clothes, the day you saw several ghosts. Little redfish. The surface of the water, hungry for years. Senses sharpened by the hunger. Testing the break point in case we get lucky. Testing the break point in case we get.
0: Tez Dorado by The Mountain Goats off of their album Getting Into Knives. 2020 was full of musical surprises, and this next song is no exception. If you were to hear this track without knowing the artist, you might be surprised to hear who made it. Red Hot Chili Peppers guitarist and solo artist John Fushanti is perhaps best known for his cool guitar licks, so his recent turn into electronic music may come as a surprise. He said of the change in his sound, quote, I don't have that interest in singing or writing lyrics like I used to. The natural thing when I'm by myself now is just to make music like the stuff being released this year. I really love the back and forth with machines and the computer." End quote. In October, he released Maya, which was his first electronic record under his own name. Sure, he had released electronic music before under the moniker Trick Finger, but this record seemed to hit different. This is one of my favorites from the album. It's called Blind Aim.
1: I on your socks. Put on your
0: That was Blind Aim by John Fushanti off of his album Maya. Aussie twin brothers Cosmo and Patrick Linney are Cosmo's Midnight, who first hit the indie dance scene a few years back with a handful of excellent remixes before releasing their own original music. For those keeping track at home, Cosmo's Midnight are the third set of twin brothers featured on this list. Their sophomore album, Yesteryear, was released this October on Sony Music Australia, and this short but groovy track does a good job of representing the kind of music they make. It's called The Get Down. was Cosmo's Midnight with their track The Get Down off of their album Yesteryear. Thomas Feck maintains two long-running SCSI electronic projects, Black Moth Super Rainbow and Tobacco. While they both play with similarly fuzzy analog sounds, Black Moth Super Rainbow tends to play with pop-focused music while Tobacco ventures into darker, more experimental territory. I was thrilled to see Black Moth Super Rainbow play August Hall back in 2018, This October, he released his fifth album as Tobacco, which contains some of the most song-like music he's ever released. This is Road Warrior Pisces. (laughs) That was Road Warrior Pisces by Tobacco off of his album Hot, Wet, and Sassy. In February of this year, Real Estate released an album that almost wasn't made. Lead singer Martin Courtney said, quote, My wife was pregnant through a lot of the process of writing this record. So just on the level of, is this a responsible thing to do, to be a guy in an indie rock band, I was really struggling with that and also feeling like, the world is kind of in a bad state. We knew we'd have been a band for 10 years. And this is our fifth record, and it kind of almost felt like do or die. Maybe it's better to set an example to do what you love for those around you. That was something that I found kind of inspiring." The album felt like they really locked in their sound after Julian Lynch joined the band in 2016, replacing longtime member Matt Mondanelli. The album opener, Friday, with its spacey intro, sounded more smooth than anything the band has done so far. But in November, they partnered with Amazon to release an alternative take of Friday, which Martin Courtney said was heavily inspired by The Cure. But to me, it sounds like the most real estate thing they've recorded in recent years. This is the Amazon original version of Friday by Real Estate. scaffolding if you haven't seen it yet episode 2 of how to with john wilson just might have been tv's best half hour of 2020. in it he explores the various forms and uses of scaffolding which may not sound interesting on the surface but once you've seen it you'll know why i recommend it similarly music scaffolding has been given the spotlight this year with how many demos have been released oftentimes these demos are unearthed many years after the original songs have been out in the wild offering a unique glimpse into the scaffolding that held up the musical idea while the rest of the song was still being fleshed out. In November, Dive released demos to their debut album Ocean, which served as a musical time capsule for fans of a certain era of indie music. They were recorded in 2010 and sat on a computer until this year, when they were finally given their due on Bandcamp, but only for 24 hours. Dive founder Zachary Cole Smith wrote of the demos, quote, New York City in 2010 was a special time and place. I wanted to be a part of it, and these demos represent my attempt at a connection with a larger community. They are the first songs I had ever made on my own, recorded on the floor of a studio art space where I was secretly living. And as it turned out, they were the beginning of a bizarre journey in life, and the formation of a new second family, thanks to everyone who had supported us throughout the years. I'll be playing one of my favorite songs from the album, a demo of the song Human. That was a demo of the song Human by Dive off of their Ocean Demos album. Back in 2012, I came across Suburban Living, who had just released their excellent debut EP, Cooper's Dream. It was exactly the kind of music I was after, and it hooked me right away. With each new record, their sound and style grew to new heights. Their third album, How To Be Human, was due to be released in May, but was pushed back a few months due to the pandemic. Later in the year, we finally got to hear the full record, which served as a fitting soundtrack to the Fading Summer Nights. Lead singer Wesley Bunch said of the album, quote, A lot of the songs are written about the human experience. The good, the bad, the ugly, whatever. Stay safe and well, end quote. This is one of my favorites from the album, a song called Indigo Kids. <laughs> indigo kids by suburban living off of the album how to be human ah hoops such a promising act cut short in their prime having spent my four years of college in northwest indiana i can assure you that hoops was without a doubt the coolest thing ever to come from bloomington indiana they hit the scene in the early 2010s with their hazy lo-fi indie rock just a handful of high school guys making slacker rock They made their way to college and released several promising EPs before their debut album, Routines, dropped in 2017. They played the brick-and-mortar here in San Francisco, as well as Noise Pop's 20th Street Block Party, and it seemed like they were really going somewhere. Then in 2018, they announced they would be going on an indefinite hiatus. I feared we might not ever hear from them again, but in late 2019, they sprung back from the dead with a new track, followed by two great covers released in early 2020. Their sophomore album, Halo, was on track to be released this October, but some accusations of misconduct came to light against a former band member. The band officially broke up this July, and their record label, Fat Possum, announced they would not be releasing the album. The album never ended up getting released, so don't ask me how I got my hands on a copy. This standout track from the album stands as a reminder of what could have been. It's called I'm On TV. Rest in peace, hoops. Hoops with the song I'm on TV off of their unreleased album Halo. Molchat we'll Doma are having a moment. They're only three years old, but the Belarus based band has gained viral fame after their song Sudno spread like wildfire on the famed Chinese spyware app TikTok, thrusting their music into the headphones of teenagers who knew nothing about the post punk and cold wave movement that's been sweeping the indie scene. Utilizing this newfound momentum, their third album, Monument, saw them opening up their sound in new ways, while still retaining what made the band interesting in the first place. This is Leningradsky Blues. <laughs> Molchat Doma with their song Leningradsky Blues off of their album Monument. For nearly 20 years, Melbourne, Australia's cut copy have made a name for themselves through their retro-indebted electronic music. However, for their sixth album, frontman Dan Whitford decided to start from scratch. He'd recently moved to Copenhagen and left all of his studio gear and records behind, which put him in a new creative space for music making. He said of the change, quote, I think when we first broke out as a band, we really sat in a group between guitar-based music and dance music. I don't want to just recreate our successful music from the past. I want Cut Copy as a project to keep evolving, whether or not that's the most sensible or commercially viable option." End quote. The record called Freeze Melt had a sleek electronic sound, more reminiscent of ambient electronic soundscapes than any of their previous works. Ironically, They've turned things up by turning them down. This next track is a slow burn that crescendos into a subtle banger of a song. It's called Stop Horizon. Stop Horizon by a cut copy off of their album Freeze Melt. Eric Hilton is one half of Thievery Corporation, the long-running music project that mixes down tempo, lounge, exotica, and trip hop into an intoxicating cocktail of music. They are one of my favorite artists, consistently releasing interesting music even after 24 years. This November, Eric Hilton released his debut solo album called The Impossible Silence, and it's exactly the kind of music you'd hope to hear from him. This is one of my favorites from the album, a song called Cassette d'Afrique. set Freak by Eric Hilton off of the album Impossible Silence. I love Coastal Haze. Founded in 2016, the London-based record label has been releasing some of the freshest electronic and balearic music out there. Buddy Love is among a crop of rising producers on their roster. While only a handful of Buddy Love tracks have been released, they stand out from their bunch with their chill-yet-danceable electronic beats. The latest album from Buddy Love called Pleasure Now and Forever was released this November, and it's a groove throughout. This is a track called A Sound That Cares. Sound That Cares by Buddy Love off of the album Pleasure Now and Forever. Way back in 2000, an obscure Australian band would release their debut album and ignite a musical revolution, the effects of which we are still feeling today. The Avalanches have an unrivaled ability to layer samples upon samples to create music that is greater than the sum of its parts. We waited 16 long years of silence before hearing again from the band in 2016 with their excellent sophomore follow-up wildflower fortunately we didn't have to wait another 16 years to hear their third album which after a few delays was finally released in early december with an impressive amount of guest artists across 25 tracks the album takes you on a sonic journey through different sounds and voices it was tough to pick just one track but for this list I'll be playing The Divine Chord, featuring MGMT and Johnny Marr. The Divine Chord featuring MGMT and Johnny Marr by The Avalanches off of the album, We Will Always Love You. We have finally reached the end of this long, strange road that has been 2020. Over the last four episodes, we've looked back on 76 songs spanning many different artists and genres. I know there are many artists I probably overlooked, but 2020 was a year filled with an unprecedented amount of music, so there's bound to be omissions here and there. If you made it this far into the show, you're probably wondering how I could have gone this long and not mentioned Tame Impala. Well, that's because I was saving my favorite for last. My love for Tame Impala stretches back to 2010, when I first heard their debut album, Inner Speaker. I'd never heard psychedelic music so smooth and interesting. I paid a good sum of money to Modular Records to import the vinyl from Australia, as the LP wasn't available in the US at the time. They were this obscure psychedelic rock group from Australia, and no one I knew was listening to them. Then in 2012, Tame Impala blew up thanks to their alternative crossover hit Elephant, which thrust them into the mainstream consciousness. I will go on record and say Elephant is the worst Tame Impala track. And before you at me, just know that I'm not alone in my dislike of the track. Kevin Parker himself said of Elephant, quote, I put it on lonerism as kind of a joke, as filler, because the rest of the album was so wishy-washy, emotionally, and I just wanted to have a psych rock stomper. That song is so meat-headed, end quote. But with each new record, Kevin Parker has taken the project to new heights. 2015's Currents saw him embracing electronic sounds more than ever, and due to his obsession with tinkering with the songs after they'd been finished, Currents ended up being delayed, from May to June of 2015. Quoting legendary producer Dave Friedman, he said, Dave was like, man, no one ever finishes an album on time. They just run out of time. That's been the quote of my life for the last five years and it's true, end quote. Kevin's perfectionism is one of the qualities that makes his work so great, but it's also what cost him 2019. In 2019, Tame and Paula were gearing up for a big year They released two singles in anticipation of a new album due out sometime in 2019. Riding the momentum of these singles, they headlined Coachella and played SNL for the first time. And then after all of the build-up, we got nothing. The album never came out, and fans were left wondering what happened. As it turns out, Kevin wasn't satisfied with the album and spent the rest of 2019 tweaking the tracks until they were just right. The resulting album was one of 2020's first releases and also quite possibly the best. The Slow Rush is an expansive, multi-layered album covering a wide variety of sounds and contains some of Kevin's most personal lyrics to date, with themes covering the passage of time, nostalgia, forgiveness, and the pursuit of inner peace. The album seemed to have anticipated the warped perception of time we all collectively felt in 2020. My favorite track from the album is one that Kevin wouldn't have written back in 2010. At its core, it's a ballad about holding onto hope despite having a tumultuous year, but the song is propelled into the stratosphere with Kevin's signature psychedelic flourishes. The song has been my mantra for 2020, and I couldn't think of a better way to say goodbye to this year than to play the song for you. You'll want to put on your headphones for this one, as the stereo panning is best appreciated with a good set of cans. This is On Track by Tim Paula. Thank you so much for listening, and I will see you in 2021.